0: Hello, and welcome to What the Buck. My name is Jennifer. I am a labor and delivery nurse and a certified labor doula. This podcast is created to inform and empower every woman on all of their options surrounding their pregnancy. Join me here every Monday at 9 a.m. as we dive into all things prenatal, birth, postpartum, and so much more. So let's jump in today. We have Mariana coming on the podcast to share her birth story. So thank you for being here and sharing your story. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. So, tell me a little bit about yourself and your family. So,
1: I am from Colombia. My husband is from Mexico. We have a 2-year-old and 4 months, and I'm currently pregnant 6 months, and I currently have COVID. I found that out yesterday. Oh my goodness. That I tested positive for COVID, but I'm feeling good, thank God. And we live in Miami. Okay, so you said you have a 2-year-old. How old's your other one? No, she's just two-year-old. And then I'm pregnant um, with a six. I mean, I'm pregnant six months.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. I thought you said you had a two-year-old, a four-month-old, and then you were six months pregnant. And I was like, hold on. This math is definitely not adding up, Um, but no, that makes sense. Two-year-old and you're six months pregnant. Awesome. Well, congratulations. That is extremely exciting. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm nervous for this shift from one to two. Yes. I've heard you know, I've heard that they, I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. For me, I could not imagine. I feel like from one to two is going to be easier than zero to one. I feel like going from no babies to a baby is the hardest part. Um, I could be wrong. I'll find out one day. (laughs) Hopefully.
1: Yeah. What scares me. It's like how you divide yourself. Like right now, all your attention is this one little precious being.
0: And then having two, it's like, Oh my God. Yeah. So I've been told that you don't divide yourself, that you more so like are able to multiply your love because I've heard so many moms say like, I can't have another one. Like I can't take away from my son or daughter, like that I currently have. Like I, I can't divide myself like that. But then I've heard moms who have two or more and they're like, you don't divide yourself. Like it's amazing. You multiply your love, you find a way. And um, so I have no doubt you will, you will find a way.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm sure we will. So tell me about finding out you're pregnant with your daughter.
1: So we were looking for it. We had been six years uh, since we were married. So we found ourselves like in that stage of our lives. We were like, okay, I feel like we want kids. We want to start our family. And um, we were trying for like four months, five months. And then I went to my doctor and I was actually diagnosed with PCOS. Oh. And, but it was really weird. I've never heard that. I didn't really know exactly what it was. My doctor didn't explain a lot to me. She was like, oh, do you have this and this and this symptoms? I'm like, no, not really. I have acne. <laughs> That's like the only symptom that I can relay. But she's like, okay, start taking these pills on your next cycle and we'll see from there. And I didn't even make it to the next cycle. So I got pregnant right before starting the pills, which I've heard it's happened to a lot of women. So it was awesome. Uh, we got pregnant like five months. So it was, it was pretty quick and uh, the pregnancy was good. It was a very easy pregnancy. The first three months, like most women, well, I had like uh, nauseous and I was very tired and I hated every vegetable I could see. <laughs> I would only eat sandwiches and carbs and potato chips. But after the three months, I was like, okay, I need to get this child healthy and <laughs> eat veggies and eat fruits. And it all worked out fine. Um, I had a little scared also when we do, I, I birthed in Mexico, so things are a little bit different there. Um, I decided to do the genetics test. It's not mandatory like here in the U.S. It's optional. And we were clear. Everything was fine. But then in, um, in another blood exam, they found like I had a very um, high chance of a trisomy 24, 24 20, 21, which is Down syndrome. And I was actually traveling. So my doctor called me. She's like, oh, we found this you're like one in 100 versus being one in like 4,000. So your risks are high. Oh, and I freaked out. I was like, what? I don't even understand why, what? We tested, we did everything and everything was clear. So thankfully it was like just a bleach and we did the test again and everything came off fine. But those two weeks of waiting for the test, it was so scary. Like my heart goes out to all the moms that that they tell them this, because it was so, so scary. And after that, it was easy. It was a very easy pregnancy. I was very lucky. I worked to almost my due date. I worked out every day, every day till my due date. So it was
0: nice. Yes, that is good. I definitely um, can relate that first trimester. You want like potatoes? Like, how many ways can you make a potato? I want all the ways that you can make a potato. <laughs> um, it's just like bland carbs. It's so weird, like how your body is like that. I don't know. I wonder like the actual like science behind that, like why women just crave plain carbs. Um, but it, that is a such a real thing.
1: I know. And it was hard for me because I'm like, I'm like a health freak. So I love everything organic. I love veggies. I love everything. And I was like, this is the most important time to be eating right. healthy and eating clean. And all I want is sandwiches and potato chips. <laughs> and it was it was like giving me a rough time. And then at some point I was like, okay, you no know, I'm going to eat sandwiches. I'm going to eat potato chips. This baby's going to be fine. I'm
0: going to be fine. Yes. You got to give yourself some grace because it can even be hard for a lot of women to even eat during that first trimester. So you definitely have to give yourself grace and just, um, you know, it is such a short period of time that you kind of are, you know, eat well, you know, it varies per person, but it's not that long of a time that you really have those super strong aversions and everything. So I was like, you know what, if I eat junk for 12 weeks or not even 12, like six weeks out of the first 12, um, I. I can make up for it the rest of my pregnancy, so it'll be fine.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. But it's hard to get to that mindset. Yes.
0: Yeah, and I know you said you you gave birth in Mexico, so I'm sure that there are going to be um, some differences in your birth story and kind of just how things work in Mexico as far as the healthcare system. Um, but yeah. going into your birth, did you have like a birth plan or birth preferences? So I did.
1: I wasn't really married to epidural or not epidural. At the beginning, I was very scared of pain because of what people tell you so everybody's like oh my god pain, birth is so much so painful and you're gonna die and you need to ask for the epidural as soon as you get there so I had that mindset I was very scared very very scared I was very scared of the pain I was like for sure I want epidural but the moment I had my first contraction I started like losing a little bit of that uh frightness at the end I always thought of it like it's so long the pregnancy that it gives you the time to like shift and understand and be scared and then get over that fear because I was like if your pregnancy is four months you don't have time to be scared and then get over it right so I was I was happy that at the end I kind of got over it and I was like okay I'm gonna try I'm gonna see I'm gonna see how painful it is I'm gonna try to see if I can do this without it because I know the benefits so my birth plan was very relaxed I wanted to go as I went I made a playlist I wanted to have the Pilates ball um in Mexico you can record your birth so I had like my whole GoPro gear ready and packed so I did have like some preference I wanted my baby skin to skin I wanted to breastfeed right away and all that went out the window
0: oh no (laughs) well I'm sure we'll get into that (laughs) all right so nearing the end of your pregnancy um how did you go into labor so I was um I went to labor in my 41st week
1: so my doctor was like two more days and we're gonna induce you and by that time I was already very informed as the natural way try not to get so induced, try to like you know do a lot of things so I did every myth possible I did uh pineapple juice all day every day <laughs> I don't know if that's American or Mexican but yeah, no, very huge I've heard that. <laughs> uh dates which are common everywhere uh raspberry leaf tea I did I think what helped me the most I did really deep squats like hanging onto my kitchen and like just squatting deeply deeply I did that like all day for two days I was like I really don't want to be induced I want to have this naturally and it did it happened so we went to dinner that night my parents were in town so I was very nervous because my mom had a limit of days she could be there because of work So I also was like, okay, this baby needs to be born right now because if not, my mom's gonna go and she's gonna miss it and it's gonna be such a mess. So it was like the last night that she was there, we went out to dinner, I was feeling perfect. I felt something weird. I don't know what it was, it it wasn't a contraction, but I don't know, like I was thinking, I feel weird. But anyway, I had this huge soup, it was a mess after (laughs) when I tell you, but, uh, but no, everything was normal. Then me and my husband went to bed. Uh, we were getting, getting ready to go to bed. And then I peed and I saw my mucus plug. But it was very little, very tiny, very little blood. So I was like, is this it? Could this be something? Could this not be it? So I was like, eh, it's probably nothing. And then like an hour after being asleep, I felt a contraction and it was kind of painful, but not really, but I felt it more towards the back. And that's what we, they tell us. Like when you feel a contraction in your back, it's when they're starting to like start for real. Right. So I had another one and um, they coached me a lot on having your labor as much as you can at home before arriving to the hospital. And that was something I wanted to do, like have my labor as much as I could at home. And then when I was really, really close, just going to the hospital, I was like 10 minutes away from the hospital. And my husband was sleeping and he's like, okay, I'm going to keep sleeping because one of us needs to be rested. And I'm like, fine, you sleep. And I was so anxious. I was like, okay, I'm going to get up. I'm going to try to do my ball. But I was like, no, that feels weird. I'm just going to stay in bed. And I was like, I need something to get this off my mind. So I put on the TV Borat. I don't know if you've seen the movie. Mm
0: -mm.
1: It's like this comedy, like ridiculous comedy movie from like 10 years ago. I (laughs) "I need something that makes me laugh. So I put Borat. My husband was like, are you crazy? Start doing your balls and singing and all that. And I was like, no, I feel like I just need to be in bed and watch more. So contractions kept coming, but it was very weird because they were inconsistent. Hmm. I had one like two minutes, then in five minutes, then in six minutes. So I told that to my doctor and she was like, no, you're very far away. You still have time, keep going. They were painful, but... I feel like us as first time parents, we don't really know the pain, right? So I was like, okay, yeah, this is painful, but I guess it's gonna get much more painful. Um, so I just kept going. Uh, I wanted to stand up, but every time I would stand up, it was very uncomfortable. I wanted to use my ball and use everything they teach you to hang from the door and all those positions. <laughs> I couldn't, like I would move and I was like, no, I can't move, I just need to stay in this position. And my husband was just like, are you having contractions? I'm like, yeah, I am. He's like, okay, I'm gonna keep sleeping. I have a picture of him, that I'm never gonna like let go. He has his, the pillow all over his head, just like shunning this noise and the lightning and everything from the movie and from me. And I was like, are you kidding me? I was about to give birth and you were there with your pillow. So yeah, so it kept going. And then I started kind of like leaking. I didn't know if it was pee, I didn't know what it was, I didn't really pay much attention. But every time I had a contraction, I would start to like leak. So I was like, hmm, could this be my water? Maybe, I I ignored it. I don't know, I I kind of ignored everything. And then in one contraction came and a lot of of water came up. So I was like, okay, this is my water breaking. My husband helped me put towels under me because still it was very uncomfortable for me to stand up and to move. So I just put the towels under me and I just kept going. And I kept telling my doctor, but the contractions weren't still regular. So she was like, no, you got to keep waiting. You're far away. Relax, blah, blah, blah. Sleep. Nobody can sleep. I don't know why doctors always tell you just sleep. It's like impossible.
0: How many, um, like after those contractions started, how long was it until your water started? Like when you realized your water broke? It was short. It
1: was like an hour or even less, it was very, very short. So like my mucus broke, I mean, my mucus plug came out, then I had contractions like maybe 10, 15 minutes later and maybe like 45 minutes, I started leaking and then my water broke. And I would feel like every contraction, like like flush of water a lot. Um, And then I started having this urge to push like crazy like crazy like I was like oh I need to push I really need to push I will hold my husband I'm like I need to push is this normal so I call my doctor again and I'm like I need to push she's like okay take a shower grab your things come very calmly calmly but start heading your way and I was like okay and I'm on the phone with her and then I have this other crazy contraction where I literally had to push and I just throw up but like exorcism style, like, ah, like movie, like my throw up came out, like in a fountain and I freaked out. And my husband was like, what? And the doctor's like, if you threw up, that means that your baby it's right there. Like she's pressuring you and you need to come now. And I was so scared. I was like, what? My husband's like, okay, wait, uh, let me shower. I'm like, wait, you shower. I'm the one full of throw. So he kind of helped me in the shower. The shower was like a minute long. I literally had my hands in my vagina because I felt my baby was going to come out. Like, I felt it. Oh, it was crazy. My husband was running for the bag. He wanted to get changed. I'm like, are you kidding me? You cannot get the bag right now. I'm about to give birth. Like, you're not listening to me. I can
0: feel her head.
1: It was so funny. He
0: was. Wait, wrong. could you actually feel her head there, though? I couldn't, but I could really feel, like, deep, deep The pressure, almost. Deep.
1: Like, I knew she was right there. If I put my finger in, I didn't, but... I knew that if i would put my finger in for sure i would feel her so he was like running and i'm like just leave the bag that's like the least of her worries who cares let's go let's get in the car thankfully my doctor was all the time on the speaker because she heard me and she was also it was four in the morning so she was getting ready and we went downstairs we went to the car and i don't know what happened but in the car it's like i feel like your body knows that okay you're you're handling this so i didn't have any contractions in the car thank goodness i feel like if i would that would have been crazy and we got to the hospital i wasn't even admitted they just opened the door they're like run in. they checked me and i was 10 centimeters dilated and they were like okay do you want a epidural i'm like yeah yeah please i want an epidural i'm dying they're like well you can't and i was like what so she's like yeah you can't have it you're like your baby is about to be born. if your doctor doesn't get here in five minutes we're gonna have to do it for you and uh, I don't know I don't know what I was thinking I wasn't scared but I was like wow this is going so fast my husband was like outside getting the bag and checking me in and I'm like where's my husband I just need him he can't miss this moment so finally he arrived in the room. The doctor came came in the room. She checked me. she's like, "Yeah, your baby's almost here. We just need to start pushing. So I start pushing. They do something in Mexico, which i I later find that they shouldn't do, which they push your belly as you have the contractions and they push it hard. they They, they, like so push, interesting. The upper, they push the upper of your belly to like help the baby like roll down as you're pushing and contracting. I don't know if it's a doctor, if it's Mexico. And, um, and it was good. The pushing was hard. I got coached a lot because I was pushing the wrong way. My doctor would be like, no, you're pushing in. You have to push like out. Instead of holding yourself up, you need to hold yourself down. So that was really good of her. She really took the time to be like, okay, we need to push efficiently. You need to learn how to push because, of course, we have no idea. We just push how you think you would push. But she was like, no, you're wasting your energy. So that was super helpful that that she did that, and um, and then I also have like had like a scary moment where I was pushing and the, the nurse they didn't have time to put the bands on me to monitor us. So with the doppler, she was like, "Okay, look for the heartbeat," and I was really concentrated. But then I overheard the nurse saying, "I can't find the heartbeat. I can't find it." And the doctor saw my face, and the doctor was so good. She saw my face, and immediately she like push 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 push. She's coming. She like blocked me out of that yeah but after when i talked to my husband he was like i got so scared when they said that and i wanted to ask and i kept on pushing to like look for it but the doctor like did a great job distracting us so i pushed like two more times um they caught me and without epidural that felt so painful like they cut an episiotomy yeah oh wow did they ask you or they didn't ask me i had talked about my doctor what her views were and, you know, there's, I feel like there's literally two radical views. The people that say, okay, it's the best because I have control over the cut and I'm going to do it pretty and I'm going to do it, blah, blah, blah. And then the version where the natural way, it's the best way and the body just does it. Hmm. So I believe my doctor, she told me it was the best. So she cut me and I, I have my whole birth recorded and the cut is huge. Oh
0: like it's gosh.
1: super big. Oh So I felt that, I felt that. And then um, the next push, my baby's head came out. The ring of fire was super painful as well, but it was quick, that was the good thing. Like I felt the head perfectly come out and then one more push and I felt the shoulders and the stretch of everything, I felt it also. And then she came. So overall I pushed for literally like 15 minutes my goodness.
0: And and she was born. It was crazy. It was so fast. That is, so, how long was your labor from like the time when you're like okay, like these are serious contractions, I'm in labor, to the time that you had her? So the first contraction started at eleven in the morning. I mean, at night, and she was born at four in the morning. Oh
1: wow! So like, so it was five like not more than five hours. Wow. That that is yeah, very fast. That that was fast. And now that I talk about it, I love it, and I love the experience but I did want it to like be able to like feel it and understand like everything was so rushed that right. I didn't have time to like really know what was happening.
0: Yeah. I think that, you know, everybody's like, Oh, I want like a fast labor, you know, nobody wants to be in labor forever, of course, like no yeah. matter what. Um, but there is also a side, I think, to having a fast birth that can almost have like its own little, like, um, Tra- traumatic part because you don't really get to process what's going on. I mean, my birth was not five hours, but it was like I think six or seven from start to finish. And I also was like, well, there's all these things that I imagined myself doing in labor. And, um, you know, I imagined it being a bonding experience for me and my husband and um, doing all these different positions and stuff. And my labor went so fast. I felt like I couldn't even process it in a way um, to where I was pregnant. And then all of a sudden I just wasn't. And um, I think that there is something that it's a little bit like traumatic when it's that fast also.
1: Yeah, totally. That's why I also wanted like this space with you to to talk about it. I feel like when you really talk about it in detail, it's like you're living it again. Yeah. And like you say, we barely lived it. It was so fast that we didn't have time to like
0: really feel it. And you're, you go off to labor land, you know, when those contractions hit without an epidural and even sometimes with an epidural, like it's so intense that you you go internal to literally like what I always refer to as labor land. And so, you know, I have my birth on video and tons of photos. And if I didn't have those to look back on, I literally wouldn't remember any of it. Like, yeah, I, I'm so glad that I captured it because, um, yeah, it's, it is like a blur in a way. (laughs) Are you allowed to take videos here in the U S it really varies. It depends on the provider, um, a lot really depends on the provider if they're kind of okay with it a lot of them don't want any video below the waist some will let you do it um i think it's insane because it's my body it's me yeah. having my own baby so i should be the only one with the say over over that um but yeah. i think a lot of hospitals and doctors will see it as kind of like a liability thing so it really varies, um, on the provider, but I was able to, to videotape mine. Um, I don't think I would have taken no for an answer. You know, I think I would have fought tooth and nail for that because like I said, it's my body, it's my baby, it's my phone, it's my video camera, it's my birth. Um, you know, who are you to tell me I can't, but yeah, that's that's my take. I've always thought that was an absurd rule. Um, but that's an amazing experience to watch it back. I always tell my
1: friends, I'm like, the one thing you need to do is record your birth.
0: Some people are like, absolutely not,
1: but it's so nice to see it after and to understand and see your baby, like come out once you're like in a calmer place. It's beautiful.
0: Yeah. So, you know, obviously your entire birth from start to finish was kind of a whirlwind. I think it it snuck up on you. You know, you were like, this isn't happening. It's not really happening. The next thing you know, you felt like you, you needed to push, um, got to the hospital and had her shortly after what was that moment? Like, you know, when she came out, um, I'm sure you didn't have much time to prepare. Yeah, it was good. Um, I took a birth course that it said
1: something that really struck me at that moment that it said that you don't fall in love with your baby right away, that you need time, and that happened to me. My baby was born, and I don't know why I had an image of her physically very different than what she was. So, of course, I wasn't disappointed, but I was like, okay, yeah, this is my baby, but. I didn't feel that like immediate love, that immediate like, oh my God. I was like, yeah, you're my baby. I'm going to take care of you. I'm so excited to finally be with you. But it did take like a week until I was deeply in love. And I'm super grateful for being able to to hear this from someone else because I feel like if I would have never heard that, I would have been like, wow, what's wrong? There's something wrong that I'm not in love with my baby right away. And as I talked about it more with other women and friends, many were like the same thing happened to me and they felt really bad because nobody ever told them that that was a possibility.
0: That it's okay. Yeah. That, that Yeah. That it's not immediate love. Sometimes it is, but sometimes you need like a moment. Yeah. I think that, you know, when you have a baby, you, of course you loved your daughter. The minute you met her, you loved her, but it does take some time to like fall in love with them. I totally understand what you say. Like, like I'm your mom. I love you. I'll do anything for you. Um, but you do have to like learn their little personalities and, um, get to know them in a way, you know, I don't, I don't think that there's any wrong in what you're saying at all. I think that's extremely common. I think every mom, to some extent, like you said, some might you know, fall in love instantly. Um, but I think to some extent, you know, over that next week of just learning your baby and getting to know him or her, that's where that like deep rooted connection really forms. And that yeah. that love really happens, you know?
1: Totally. And even like, I told my husband this, like six months after, but when she was born, I didn't think she was pretty at all. And <laughs> you know, you know, newborns, they're like, no, no, they not look pretty. a little funny at first. But I was like, she's so not pretty. It's not pretty. And then of course she got gorgeous and now she's this gorgeous two-year-old. But that also took me by surprise that I, I didn't see her as pretty. And when my friends were like, Oh my God, your baby's so pretty. I'm like, no, she's not. <laughs> she
0: I love that. Crazy
1: you're crazy. Her eyes are all swollen. Her hair is super dark. She has hair everywhere. She's not pretty. Yeah, they do. They get
0: like hair everywhere. They're swollen as heck. Um, They get that, that baby rash, baby acne. So I love that you're yeah. saying these things because these are thoughts that, you know, everybody has to some extent, like their baby comes out and that you're like, okay, like, you're here. I don't really know you. You're not really cute. Like, I love that you're saying all these things. Cause these are thoughts yeah. that probably a lot of moms have that, like you said, if you didn't know that these were kind of like, okay. And normal, um, you'd probably fight it and feel extremely guilty about it. Um, yeah. so I, I think feel that- bad. At the at the beginning, I felt bad. And I obviously didn't tell anybody, but like after a month I did
1: tell my husband, I was like, is it wrong that I thought, I don't want to say the word ugly, but that I thought that my baby wasn't pretty and he was like no it's fine it's fine I'm yeah it's
0: fine of course but but yeah it takes us by surprise that those feelings can come out yes yeah I think that there are a lot of like you know just weird things that we feel and think as mothers and mind you we're super hormonal in these times so um and we're sleep deprived so there are a lot of um weird thoughts that we probably have so I love just you know voicing those and um I think just accepting like, you know, it's okay that I feel this way. Um, Cause your daughter, like you said, now is a beautiful thriving two-year-old. <laughs> but yeah, yeah they, they they can look a little funny in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, they can look funny. My sister, she's very honest
1: and she would tell me your baby's so cute. I'm like, please stop telling me that. My baby's not cute. And she looked at me like, what? And I'm like, yeah, my baby's not cute and I know it. And my sister's like, yeah, your baby's not that cute. <laughs> oh my goodness. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> you're not supposed to say that I am. <laughs> yeah, she
0: wasn't specifically agree
1: but it was funny i was like yeah she's gonna get better hopefully
0: oh my goodness that's hilarious so how um how was your postpartum experience healing i know you said you had the episiotomy um which is from you know from my experience um in hospitals in the area in north carolina definitely not a routine thing that's extremely rare to be done um But so I'm curious, I mean, it sounds like maybe it's more of a routine thing done by some doctors in Mexico. How is the healing from that? Um, It is more of a
1: routine thing. I think doctors there are more pro than against it Mm -hmm. because of what I told you, they feel like they're in control. But the um, the aftermath was very painful, Mm -hmm. very, very painful. I was sitting in a donut for like 10 days. I would walk like a penguin for a long time. Even as, as to this day, when I have relations, I feel the scar like super tight. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very uncomfortable. And, um, and yeah, it was painful. I remember I seen friends giving birth and they would like walk perfectly the next day. And I'm like, why is everybody walking so perfectly? And I'm walking like a penguin. And yeah, it was the scar. So a lot of like cold pads and ice and you need to take care of the scar. And I'm sure with the tear it's similar, but not as
0: painful. I guess. Yeah, it totally you know with an episiotomy, it's hard to ever know you know what you would have naturally ter- torn because um, some doctors, if it's done in the US is normally you know if baby's in distress and we've got to get baby out right now and an episiotomy will enable that to happen. Um, or if mom is extremely exhausted and asks for it to be done that way she can just be done pushing. Um, or if the doctor really thinks that the tear is heading in a direction that's going to be a lot worse than the episiotomy those are kind of like the three situations where it's ever done this birth
1: definitely I don't want it I want to tear and let my body do its thing which I think it was capable of I did a lot of perineal massages how you say it so I think that prepped me also so I was a bit discouraged when I got cut how is your
0: pregnancy that you're having right now how is that going
1: it's good it's good also the same thing I've been feeling the exact same thing the first three months a lot of nausea a lot of tiredness and of course it's so different once you have a toddler yes chasing her around I also feel like your first pregnancy your whole focus of your life is on that pregnancy on the second one it's not like that like I, me and my husband would forget about it so much mm. like I'm so tired what's wrong is this COVID no I'm pregnant I'm, oh, of <laughs> is this COVID
0: no it's just pregnancy. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah you tend to forget it and overlook it and you don't buy anything till I haven't even bought anything yet it's going to be a surprise to sex oh so it's nice but it's also sometimes I feel bad for the baby I'm like oh I feel bad I haven't spoken to you I haven't connected with you you how you're here just you're hanging out but I haven't listened to anything you have to like tell me so it's very different the second pregnancy yeah Well, we'll with the people around you, I told my husband, I'm like, I just turned six months and I haven't played my pregnancy card at all. I'm going to start (laughs) playing it right now. Yes. Pull (laughs) it out. I'm going to start asking for cravings. I'm going to take baths. I'm going to sleep in because this is going to be over and I haven't even
0: enjoyed it. Yeah. You got to, you got to milk it and you pull that, pull that pregnancy card out before it's too late for sure. Exactly. Well, of course, with the second birth,
1: I want no epidural as well. I love the feeling yeah I loved being able to feel exactly everything so I was really grateful for my birth because of that and I want this one I'm, I'm a bit scared because they say if your first birth is quick your second one is even quicker
0: mm-hmm.
1: so I'm really afraid but
0: <laughs> let's see yeah you'll, you'll do great hopefully you're not too far from a hospital I am um, this time I'm a little bit I'm like 30 minutes it's not a lot still not so. too bad you can get there in time <laughs> Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing your birth story. I would love to have you back on afterwards for you to share your second story. That would be awesome. Um, Do you have like a top bit of advice you would give for a mom? I would say that everything,
1: it's a stage. And sometimes we get hung up on that stage and we feel like it's never going to end. Like at the beginning, the breastfeeding and then the sleep deprivation and then toddlerhood is the tantrums and I want everything myself. And we feel like it's never going to end. And that's our life, but it does. And when it ends, you're like, Oh, I kind of miss it a little bit. Right. So really enjoy like every stage and think that it's going to pass way quicker than, than what we know.
0: Yeah. I love that. I, I remember in the new, the very newborn days with um my daughter, she still is not the best sleeper, but that was the hardest thing for me was it was just sleep. It was the lack of sleep. And I kept telling myself every day, this is a stage, this is a stage it's going to end. There's going to be days where she doesn't even want to sleep with you or nap on you or want you to rock her. Um, so that helped me, I think, to, to to still enjoy those moments and just knowing that it, this too was going to pass. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I enjoy
1: that. it. Yeah. Sometimes we get like too deep down in the, Oh, I can't sleep. Oh, I'm so tired. Oh, it's crying so much, but just
0: find the light in it and enjoy it a little bit. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Well, thank you for um, sharing your story. This is so fun. Just getting to hear it. Um, and I hope the best for your second birth. I hope it's quick, but not too quick. Um, I know. <laughs> yes. And, and hope I'm sure it's probably
1: be the second birth since I decided from the get go, no epidural, it's going to be the longest birth. Like, no, like, it that's will not
0: <laughs> karma. No. Hey, and if it is really long, you know what, you can always get one and you'll be, it'll just that's enable true. you to get some rest. So <laughs> Yeah.
1: Well, thank you so much. I love sharing this, my,
0: my very quick story. <laughs> thank you for listening to another episode of What The Bump. Make sure to follow us over on Instagram at whatthebumpclt. Check out our website, whatthebumpclt.com. Make sure to leave a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or whatever platform you are listening on. And tune in every Monday at 9 a.m. for a new episode. Remember that this podcast is for educational purposes only. I will see you next week in the next episode.